Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P-Kid is in the building. Going to be breaking down what we want to see adjustment-wise from this Chicago Bears team heading into week three. Because, listen, we can sit there and break down week two until we blew in the face. But at the end of the day, we got our butts kicked. And uh, it's time to move on. We'll talk about what we saw on some of the tape, some of the adjustments that the Bears really need to make, and what we expect to see from this team heading into week three man all that more in today's episode of the windy city breeze sports talk daily let's go percolate percolate in vogue they can hear you and sing As always, man, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily. If you're new to the page, man, stay on the channel, talk of Bears, how Bears talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. We got a lot to get into today. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with your boy, as always. Let me get them. And, and, and y'all know how we do, man. If you if you are a Bear fan, if you're a real Bear fan, let me get them Bear Dons in the chat, man. Let me get them Bear Dons in the chat. Let's get into it, my boy. Hey, kid, listen, we got some issues here. Huh. Uh, we got some first things first how you doing my boy how you feeling man long time hey, no see. hey man it's a good day long time no see we were just together yesterday but you know what it feels like forever when you love doing what you do hey man that's the go man that's the go man um nah man i mean listen it, look, look. At the end of the day, right, we want to talk about some of the adjustments that we want to see after we've had a couple of days to marinate on what we saw from this Bears team, right? What's your major overall adjustment that you really want to see this Bears team make as you head in, as we head into week three, right? What's the one thing that sticks out to you that if they don't make this adjustment, we in for a very, not only week three, but long season. Hey, we got to do more than 11 passes if we're talking about developing our QB. Um, I understand that you you can't sit there and say, oh, he can't just throw it. He can't just throw it. Listen, he has to get the reps in. Yeah. And right now he's completed 20. He's done. Tw- he's completed 25 passes in two weeks. Or thrown for 25 he's passes. Thrown 20, 28 passes thrown in two 25 weeks. Yeah, thrown 28 passes in two weeks. Yes, 100%. Hey, David Mills threw for 38 uh, passes yesterday. <laughs> or Sunday, whenever he played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, he's who we play coming up. Yeah. Right? We play the Texans. Yeah. So. You know, I'm not saying they're trying to compare the two, but it's like, hey, two situations where obviously that QB ain't really uh, uh, kind of got there because somebody else disappeared. Yeah. You know, something like that. Giving them the rep. So that's the one thing I will say, though. All jokes aside, we want to see more than in 25 passes 
in two weeks coming out of just if we're talking about developing them and talking about being able to use the incentive of the money and the cap space that we're going to have for next year to be able to attract talent you got to be able to attract them somehow everyone's not going to sit there and uh get the tour treatment which seems like it worked out for them don't ask me how, hey listen but- hey listen hey listen we won game into this process like that like that first game or two games into this process but it's like it don't look great but it looks like it might reason. be enough you know what i mean like Man, those passes look so slow sailing through the air. I'm like, Bro. man, it's there forever. <laughs> it, it has to be the softest touch, but all of a sudden it's six TDs. But anyway, I mean, hey, listen, the funny thing is if Justin gave us a a uh, a two-looking game, hey, it'd be a lot better than one. we got. <laughs> it kind of did week one. <laughs> Two has really been a second-half guru out here. Uh, I, I think, right, my biggest adjustment that I really want to see is this Bears team, not not so much like like you said, pass the ball more, but figure out a balance, right? Like, I think yeah. that's the one thing that in the two weeks of football we've seen has been that in week one, right, you felt like it was a little bit more balanced. You felt it was more mm-hmm. balanced just because it was such an awkward game, but you saw Justin in that second half, right, throwing the ball a little bit more while there were less passes. You understood the situation, but it felt like they were running a more balanced game plan. To me, that's- right, in that, in that game too, and I understand, listen, if you're running it down their throat, and by the way, if you look at the tape they might have been able to like coach t was talking about it in the clip we posted on twitter they might have actually just been able to keep running the football if they wanted to like i was sitting there like yo this is offensive suicide you can't do it but after watching the all 22 today um they should have they they could have kept running the ball quite a bit and And green bay did the same thing to us green bay did the exact same thing to us right except the difference is right aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. but i I think right when you when you (laughs) look at the difference you know what i'm saying bro that man be lit Uh, did you see the ayahuasca celebration he had in the end zone i didn't I didn't see. No. <laughs> when did it become cool to? Yeah, when did it become cool to celebrate an illegal substance in a league? Hey, listen, is it illegal? That's the question, right? You I can't think that, get it here. I think that's the question. Is it illegal? He was he was somewhere else. So I think I think the one thing that I do want to see from this Bears team, though, is like I said, finding that balance and finding a way to maintain that balance to keep your defenses off of their uh, uh on their heels right i think the one thing we saw from that 49ers game you saw them spreading them out with the running game spreading them out with a couple of end arounds really worked well and then all of a sudden right now your defense is on the back foot it can't decide okay we're just gonna go in here and punch david montgomery in the mouth i'm not saying that all of a sudden i want to see justin Fields slinging that thing down the field 25 times everything's deep balls but i mean at, at a minimum right like work in your short pass game work in some of those rolling pockets work in some of those things that to me right you saw Aaron Rodgers do on a consistent basis versus you and you saw him work well I think the biggest thing right offensively that the Bears can take away from week two in in this game right the biggest thing that the Bears can take away offensively from week two to take into week three Watch the Packer tape. And I said this yesterday. Same team. Your game plan that you want to execute well, Aaron Rodgers just executed to a T versus you. Your game plan that you want to execute well continuously, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, uh, 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 I almost said Equinamia St. Brown, he plays for us now, uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Sammy Watkins, they executed it to a T against you. And so for me, right, like, I think if you actually watch that tape, there's going to have to be a big improvement, more so from Justin Fields than anybody. I was sitting there watching the game tape, bro. A lot of misreads. 
Man. A lot of misreads. I can't I can't give him the credit that we were giving him at one point. You know, at one point I was just trolling in, in the sense of, you know, his talent being on the same level as Mitch, things of that nature. But then I started to, when I looked at it too, I got a chance to look at some of it today. I'm not going to sit there and make it seem like I'm a savant like you are. Yeah. Not that cold yet. Uh, but but I saw some things. I was like, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> you, if he hit You didn't it. have to be a savant, bro. When I tell you like on the it 11 pass open. plays, there were some people pretty wide open. He's just got to pull the trigger. That's the part that hurts. It even hurt more to see that Aaron Rodgers under pressure, as old as he is now, had moments where it's like, you know he's about to go down. Up, he escapes that. And he's been doing it for a while. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare. Uh, But at the same time, Justin, the one thing we know you got is wheels, baby. Use them joints. I don't know why. The, 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 there was hesitancy there, but that's that goes to show you that that's a QB, a young QB that's too much in his head. No, 100%. And I, I, think, too much in his I head. think the big thing that you got to look at, right, from at least just from the offensive side of things is, okay, how do we get this balance? How do we get Justin comfortable in the system that he's running? How do we get him comfortable with what he's seeing? Because I, I think, right, like you, you got to understand, EQ on that's the hot route. So that means that you're not even going to your hot route on one of your 11 passes. That means that you're not even looking to go to your hot route on one of those passes, right? So I I, I think that, and there's one, I mean, he, he was streaking down the sideline, streaking down the sideline. Shout out to the chat, man. Got the chat on the screen. Torian in here, Clayton in here, Anthony in here. Shout out to you guys, man. Um, I, I think yeah, that, shout out to Anthony throwing shade already. I, I think that that's the biggest thing, right, that, that you have to look at. And like Anthony saying here, right? Like shout out to shout out to Anthony coming in here. He says, you guys want to see more. Oh, how'd I do that? Let me get the live chat a little higher on the screen there. Bow. There we go. You guys want to see more passes thrown. We have no wide receivers and a horrible offensive line. Common sense. Go look at the tape. Go look at the tape. The pass pro was not as bad as I thought it was. There were definitely moments with Sam. No, Mustafer. it wasn't as bad. This, there were definitely moments with Sam. Mustafer looked bad, but go yeah. look at the tape. And I will tell you this, that pass pro did enough that if Justin makes his decision, you have an opportunity to complete a pass. Again, he still holds the ball way too long. And before we start going down this road of blaming coaching, because we did, we got on a real hot streak with that with Nagy, you know, justifiably so. Uh, that's not the case here. And some of the things that Nagy actually said remain true. He does hold the ball too long. Yeah. You know, that's not a knock if it's true. And it's true. And so now we have to look at it. This, But two things can be true, though. And it is something that I will credit Anthony for. Uh, When Aaron Rodgers needed to get it rolling and those young receivers weren't clicking and they weren't clicking. I mean, I think Watson, you know, messed up a snap, right? (laughs) Almost fun with that joint. Um, Who did he go to? Who did he have? He went through through his vets. Yeah, he went through his his vets vets, for sure. That's one thing we don't have. Yeah. And that's one thing you have to have. Uh, I don't know who made the comment yesterday in the live, but uh, you can't have uh, third-tier receivers trying to teach other third-tier receivers how to be first-tier receivers with no vets in the room. Here's here's my issue with it, right? Here's my issue with comment, it. Here, here's my issue with it. Good comment, right? I would say that if, if Muggs were watching, I'm telling y'all, go look at the tape. If people weren't they open. They got open. If people weren't open. I'm fine with you blaming the wide receivers if the wide receivers is the problem. The wide receivers, some plays were the problem, right? Some plays, you're putting yourself in a bad position. You're too far back. But at the end of the day, there were guys open 
and Justin didn't pull the trigger. Mm. There were guys that were streaking down the field open. Now, granted, right, 11 passes is not enough to actually judge Justin on, on what he on what he's going to be as a quarterback at the end of the day. That's a Luke Getzey thing to me. you got to get that offensive system working better. Uh, uh, um, you, you have to give Justin the opportunity to make these mistakes. But Luke Getzey had wide receivers open. The wide receivers got themselves open. I like Ralph's comments. They could have had Eric Bieniemy. Um, true, we could have, but that doesn't negate what's being said now. You could have Eric Bieniemy and Justin still not throw to wide open receivers. I, and 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 here's the thing, you know? right? It's it's there's there's a comfort level that's have to that's going to have to come with Justin Fields, and I think that's one of the main adjustments that we are going to have to see throughout the rest of this season. It's going to be up and down, right? Of course, Bears fans are gloom and doom right now because we're on a losing week, and and let's be real, we're gloom and doom for the most part. Why? Because we lost to who? The Packers. If we had lost to the Bills, if we had lost to the Vikings, we would have sat there and been like, hey, guess what? We're just not there yet, but we're building something in the right direction. But the Packers just hurts more because they keep beating us. We have taken double-digit L's from them in the last 15 years, and we're in a rebuild year. Ain't shouldn't crap hurt. Hey, you listen, should absolutely, it, but it don't it, matter, it right? Hurt. But but see, this the thing. This this is this ain't the rivalry. Don't mean as much to you for Bears fans that been living and dying on this their entire lives. This is the rivalry that you want to win. This is the rivalry you want to get a game in. This ain't the no one that matters if you most. Getting stomped. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I'm I'm this. But, I mean, but that's the point, right? I'm like, not trying to discredit it. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, hey, listen, if you're in a rebuild year. Why are you circling the Packers and saying, oh, yeah, we got to win this game? Because, no, heck, because no matter what, that is how Bears fans feel. It's the Yo. Packers. Ah. It's the Packers. That's just, it just is what it is, right? So I think that, that that that's why you're seeing Bears fans just basically kind of look at it and say, you didn't beat them, and that's what it is. You didn't beat them, and, and, and that's what it is, right? Like, it's not a... a, a you're not seeing the fair analysis, I think, right? Like you're not, you're just saying, oh, the offensive line didn't hold up and the wide receivers didn't get open and the coach was bad. But no. I, I, I watched the All-22 today. The offensive line wasn't great. It only had 11 opportunities to pass pro. But out of those 11, I would say seven, he had pretty good protection. Out of those seven plays, there were open wide receivers for him to throw the ball to. Justin didn't pull the trigger. It's okay to say, that he missed those players. It's okay to say that year two, new system, horrendous first year, yeah. really no development. It's okay to sit there and be critical of your QB without it being, you know, deemed hate. I don't understand when that changed for Chicago. But every time you say something that a player can't do, despite the fact that it's clearly obvious, he's clearly lying, clearly <laughs> obvious that this, that's the case. That it's hate. It's not hate. He has to get better. How does he get better? He has to make some mistakes. Those, These are the mistakes. We, so we ain't seeing the mistakes. We just say stop blaming everyone else for things that he has to control. And allow him to have the room to control it. That's really what's being said here. But, but you, you know what? I hear online and it's hate. I'm like, come on. That, we, no, but a hundred percent, right? Like, and and I think that's just the modern era of sports, right? Anytime you say something bad about the Bulls, there's a table flip coming their way. But the Bulls have been bad for outside of last year for the past five years, right? And like, so now it's like, it's like, well, I mean, like, they're. 
what you want me to say, right? The Bears are kind of the yeah. same way. It's like anytime you say something bad about the Bears, we got to come to their defense. But at the end of the day, right, the Bears have been mediocre. But I think here, here's a situation where I think Justin will learn from this. I think it's per, I think the one team, and this sounds crazy, right? This is going to sound real crazy. But if you were going to take a game like this on the chin, if you were going to take a loss like this on the chin versus any team, Packers. I'm glad. No, I'm glad it's the Packers. And this is too. this is this is crazy to say for a Bears fan. I'm bared down. I got 36 inches of bear head over here. It is what it is. But you took the shot on the chin versus the team that can show you how to play your game. You're not playing a different scheme anymore. Luke Getze is calling the same plays that Justin Fields or that Aaron Rodgers is getting called for him. Those runs that Aaron Jones was able to complete. Hey, listen, the same plays. But even if it wasn't, it's still freaking Green Bay. With Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, no, but I I think I think what it is right is the one thing that I want to see out of this is how do you adjust from it? The one thing that I want to see out of this is, okay, what do you take from it? How do you learn from this? Because guess what? There's a perfect example of the system you're going to run. What did I say to uh, to everybody all offseason? This is going to be a run heavy offense. And it was run heavy yesterday or uh, Sunday. What did the Packers do? They ran it 200, 200 yards. yards, very run heavy. Aaron yeah. Jones had 15. I think AJ Dillon had 18 or vice versa. One of those, right? Run heavy. How many passes Aaron Rodgers throw? 25. What did I say? I want to see Justin Fields do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what you want to see. That's why, and, and here's the thing, you have to live with the mistakes. That, to me, that's on Luke Getze. Luke Getze's not willing to live with the mistakes right now that Aaron, that uh, Justin Fields can make. And, yeah, there's going to be some mistakes that absolutely could put you out of a game. Now, but I you, have a different take on that. You got to live with them. I'm not saying you don't. You, you, I'm not saying he shouldn't. But what my take is, is that maybe he saw what you just saw in the All-22, and he says he's not, he's not there yet. Let me go ahead and bring him back in because he's going he's going he's he he knows him better than we do realistically. And so I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like he's a, a savant and he's a he's a the, the QB whisperer or anything like that. But I have to give credit where credit is due for the professionals. He knows more than he has more information than, and he reeled him back in. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, he did it for the sake of the team. We, we when he reeled him back in and we, you know, killed our run. We were somewhat competitive. I mean, we got a couple calls taken away from us, a couple calls missed, this, yeah. that, and the other, some things that could have went the other way. But when he went back to that run, then we started to click again. And most people kill him because I was like, why did you go away from the run? Because he had to give his young QB some reps. If you yeah. look at what Aaron Rodgers did, the same thing. Run, run, run. All right, let's get, let Aaron, let Aaron do his thing. Let Aaron do his thing. All right, that's not working. Go back to the run. Yeah. He tried to do the same thing. Justin just didn't see it. You you gotta you gotta understand that I, I feel like in drives he wasn't as balanced, right? And I think that's the part where you could get yourself in trouble, right? You were getting about eight point one yards per carry between Ooh. David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. You were running the ball well. <laughs> you were running the ball really, really well. Really well. And so for me, right. Justin Fields uh, uh, gets sacked from behind, doesn't make the decision to hit a EQ on the right side there, doesn't make the hit decision to hit Komet underneath, gets sacked, you lose yards. Run the ball. Next play shouldn't be a pass play. You're in second and 15 at that point. You run the ball. If you get eight yards on that, guess what? You're in third and manageable. 
But then you also set yourself up to be predictable because we've seen QBs who depend on their or teams that depend on their run game and what happens. Eventually they get stopped. And while I love our running backs, they're not elite yet. Hey, they listen, could be, but but it could be. But I'm not saying they couldn't be, but but, but they're that, not yet. But that's what I'm saying. And we right? saw the run get stopped toward the end. We we saw we saw the run get slowed down a little bit on a couple of those plays. Right, they started to sniff them out, kind of on that. I think on that fourth drive when the Bears basically said we're going to just sell out. I think that that's the thing that where the balance comes in that's where justin fields hey you got to make the adjustment and that's what i want to see against houston right i want to see him have balance drives listen you can go pass on first down if justin fields gets sacked run that thing if you if you're running the ball like you ran it against the packers run that mug you've had two you've had two weeks where one for week one right they, they didn't run the ball or uh david didn't run the ball nearly as well but khalil herbert ran the ball really well and week mm-hmm. two david ran the ball phenomenally phenomenally and phenomenally. khalil herbert ran the ball really <laughs> well as well right so now you're heading into houston in week three guess what you know what your strength is you've now got two weeks telling you what your strength is you have to figure out a way to mix that pass into there doesn't mean oversaturate your team with the pass but at a minimum right you should be you should have games where you have 35 to 40 runs and 20 passes in most games you're only looking at about 65 plays interestingly enough the one thing that the Texans do give up a lot and have been is the run game i mean jonathan taylor is a special talent um 31 carries when they played him 161 yards i know i have him on my team um but you know it was still a 2020 game which goes to tell you that hey as we shift this conversation a little bit we're going to go into defense a little bit which also means that we got to watch out because they let mills go yeah mills is slinging that thing mills has thrown for over 30 uh 30 attempts both games and first game against the Colts, who we thought would have a much better outing only two, no, two TDs, no INTs. I, I don't know what that whole game looked like. That don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's good to say. And even against the Broncos, I think he, owned, he had no, he had no touchdowns, but he had no turnovers. I think, I think the thing that I really want to see. That's interesting. The thing that I really want to see most from the defense is just improved tackling. Um, when you, when you go back and you watch the tape, the bears did kind of a, they, they hit, half and half right so defenses are kind of set up to where you can create lanes if you miss a tackle Mm -hmm. but your defense has to be in a position to go get that guy if that lane is created so you saw a lot of guys because of the uh, it it was raining i I realized like our broadcast really didn't look like it was or maybe we were just used to seeing the rain from the week before but like when you saw them right they were missing tackles they were missing quite a bit of them but they were trying to Mm -hmm. they were over pursuing but to a side that should have closed it off for your gang tackles to come in the one thing that i didn't see as much in that packers game was the gang tackling we didn't see that nearly as much as we saw it in that 49ers game and that's the thing that really needs to come back up right but just completing tackles i'm not gonna lie I, he uh, uh coach flu said after the game right that eddie jackson had a great game uh uh, uh tackling i I still didn't see that. <laughs> I saw him I throwing a lot saw. of shoulders. But, you know, I, I'll take Fluce's word. If that's what he's okay with seeing. That's what he's okay with seeing. But I think that's the only thing to me that I really need to see the Bears do because here's the one thing that I saw in that tape. 
Aaron Rodgers is amazing. I know it hurts Bears fans. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. I hope we because the Chicago Bears had him running for his life. That's a fact. The front seven had him running for his life. That's a fact. He's just really freaking good. You want to know what the difference coming into this week is? Davis Mills ain't Aaron Rodgers. And we bet not make him look. Because <laughs> if he looks like Aaron Rodgers when we play him, boy, I'm about to flip some tables. Davis Mills ain't Aaron Rodgers, bro. If Davis Mills drops back for 33 pass, the game plan I want to see is Davis Mills drop back for 33 pass attempts. Because that seems to be the game plan, which is weird because Lovey's the coach of that. And I don't. Well, I, I mean, listen, they, they still they still got decent backs there, too. And they'll they'll probably try to run the ball, especially seeing as how the Bears, the Bears run defense was poor. At, at the end of the day, yeah. that's another thing that you really can adjust on. Right. Roquan wasn't getting to his spots quick enough. Um, You you didn't see him really finishing off a lot of those block or, or, or getting through those those blockers to make the tackle like Roquan was the main guy that needed to be in a position. Roquan had a pretty I would say he had like a C level game and you needed him to have an A level game versus the Packers. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that you need to see improve versus Texans team. I don't think this Texans team is nearly as good as they've shown versus in, in uh, uh, or, or as they showed in week one, right? I don't think they're nearly that competitive. And I think if Davis Mills drops back to pass 33 times, it will work in the Bears favor because you're going to see Robert Quinn get in the backfield. You're going to see Travis Gibson get in the backfield. You're going to see Justin Jones, who did a great job in the run uh, uh, when, when they were able to sniff that run out, getting into the backfield, blowing guys up and making that play. When he's when he commits to something, he's really good up the middle. But I think that, right, like the Bears just, they don't have enough mm -hmm. up the gut to slow down a strong run game right now. And if you start to break down those edges, now you, you have no way of stopping the run. That's the one thing you need to do. You need to make this team absolutely one dimensional, no matter what. And you didn't do that versus the Packers. And that's Shout the part that Tanner. sucks. Shout out to Tanner for the super chat. I appreciate you. My boy always coming through showing love. <laughs> Shout out to Tanner. Is it <laughs> me or did Co Nagy coach the game against the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Tanner? Shout out to you for the super chat, my guy. It uh, ain't you, my boy. It ain't you. Yeah, uh, no, nah, it, it was hey, it did look a little naggyish out there. I'm not gonna lie it to you. It looked a little naggy. I mean, I what's what's your what's your defensive adjustment that you really want to see, my boy? What's the thing that you really feel like the Bears need to take away when they go into this week, uh this this week three? The one thing I would say is not to take for granted um, what Davis Mills can do. He's a pretty elusive QB. I've seen some, I've seen a couple uh, of the plays there. Obviously, it just highlights. Of course, there's some low lights of those games as well. Yeah. But they're not, the, the Texans is not as much of a pushover as we thought. Uh, and that's something to really take into consideration. I mean, I know the Broncos are still uh, trying to get it together. They just got a new uh, QB, but they were kind of poised, a little more poised than, uh, than we are in, in some respects. And uh, the coach should be better. I don't know what's happening, but that was a tie for them. So it wasn't as bad as people made it seem. What's your take? Yeah, I, I, I think Davis Mills is better than I thought he was, but I still don't think that's very good. I think the culture going through, like you said, dealing with some injury, but I think the culture going through 
um, their own issues in these first couple of weeks. And hopefully they're able to resolve those issues. But at the end of the day, right? Like, oh, look at a baby in the background. What up, baby? Uh, <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, right? Like you really want to see. I, I want to see Davis Mills pass the ball. In my opinion, I want to see Davis Mills dropping back because I feel like the Bears are going to be able to get to Davis Mills. I feel like she the Bears. To say hi for some reason, you said what? She just wanted to say hi. Hey, shout out to her, man. It's, it's love, man. It's love. Hey, listen, she ain't at the age where she don't want to say hi, so it's a good thing. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, here's here's my thing with it, right? Like, I think that there's a lot of quarterbacks that the Bears are going to play this year. That if Aaron, if their name isn't Aaron Rodgers or uh, uh, Josh Allen, you're going to feel good about your defense going up against them. And that's how I feel coming into this Texan game. I don't feel like, right, there's nothing we can do. I, I'll be honest with you. I feel more worried now going into week four versus, don't tell Ringo I said this, versus the Giants because I know that there's nothing we're going to be able to do to stop Saquon because there's really nothing anybody can do to stop Saquon. Oh, yeah, he's back in full effect. I like the fact, I like that. I like that. I like that he's healthy. Back. I'm glad I that really he's healthy. Like that. Yeah, I'm glad um, that he's healthy. I'm not looking ahead to the Giants, though. I'm be honest with you. I'm I'm really just staying focused on the Texans because I don't think that's that game. The Texans themselves, I think, are a sleeper team in a sense of there are some people who are going to be expecting that to be a win, and they're going to be needing that win, and it ain't going to be an easy win. And for us, I look at it as an opportunity for us to either either give Justin a lot of confidence or really test the metal on our, on our defensive side because. Yeah, he's dropping back. He's throwing it 30 times, things of that nature, but he's dropping back and he's throwing it 30 times. I don't want the the one game where he drops back and throws it 30 times to end up being the highlight of his career on us. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's dropping back. and Like, you got to put it into perspective as well, right? It's like James dropping back and throwing it 30 times. He dropped back and threw it 38 times for 177 yards. I mean... It's not good, like... <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not like I'm worried about Davis Mills all of a sudden just ripping us apart. And that that's I I think my my worry more with the Texans heading into week 3 has to do with their ability to run the ball and Lovey's familiarity with the defense that we're running. Yep. That I I think that's the one part to me that I, I, I look at more so and say, okay, like I, there's a little bit of, okay, Lovey knows this defense. He's going to know kind of how to attack this defense. He's pretty much perfected this defense over the years, uh, and he's starting to rebuild that thing up again down in Houston. I think the interesting thing for me is going to be on the defensive side of the ball, can the Bears slow down Pierce? Um, are they going to be able to contain the run? Can you make Davis Mills be a quarterback? And I think the Texans are looking at the Bears the same way. Yeah. Can we stop David Montgomery? Can we force David Montgomery to be a quarterback? I think it's the same. You're having the same conversation in this sense. It is going to be a very interesting thing. I will say this. Uh, This is Davis Mills' second year. First year, got a chance to throw. 2,664 yards, 16 uh, touchdowns, 10 INTs. Not bad for a team that's a, a, a barn fire. Yeah. Or dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. I mean, hey, not bad. It's not what you wanted. It's, it's definitely bridge QB by most people's definition. But that's the part that worries me. What if he goes out there and he looks better than Justin? 
I mean, listen, it, that doesn't worry me. If he does, he does. It, it's going to suck. But at the end of the day, right, we've got our guy. <laughs> For this season, you got your guy. You got to figure out if he's your guy moving forward. And you got to figure out what, what those growing pains are to need to improve. I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that need to improve heading into next season. Yeah. Before I'm all of a sudden just going to say Justin Fields can't play football. But I'll say, I, I think the thing that I, I go back and look at, and I think it's a twofold thing, right? You got to allow your young quarterback the opportunity to make those mistakes. And your young, quarterback has, to, your young quarterback has to your young quarterback has to grow hard, from the mistakes. <laughs> if you if I cut out, trust me, it's the just believe it's the storm. Oh, bro, just, the storm coming in heavy on your yeah, bro. Yeah, you getting <laughs> the, that same place, storm we got, bro. Hey, the the room just shook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you getting that same Sorry storm that. we got, bro. Nah, hundred percent. I, I get you, man. I get you. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking bears. How bears talks? Make sure you get in tune with us, man. Vincent said adjustments. Tevin Jenkins playing full time. Lucas Patrick nowhere on the field until he can play center. I'm not mad at that. I don't mm. like the swap in and swap out. I understand you're trying to get Lucas Patrick in playing shape. I'm sure that at the end of the day, right, Lucas Patrick will be fine, and that will actually work in the Bears' favor. Um, it also could play into, I don't know when his hand is going to be fully healthy for True. him to be able to snap the ball. So if they feel like there's a week coming where maybe you're going to play against somebody really good or opposite of Lucas Patrick, then maybe they're going to say, okay, we want him to at least be in shape to run these plays. We know he's going to be able to snap the ball. He's done that before. Um, I'm not mad at that on the adjustment side though. I, I like to see Tevin Jenkins out there at that right guard position. I think he's doing an excellent job at that guard position. I gave him his flowers yesterday. Tevin is a monster. Yes, you do. Tevin is a monster. Listen, I, I was somebody that I was like, listen, bro, you you haven't shown me enough on tape for you to be out here pouting and, and whatever it is that they say you're doing. You showing me something. You showing me something. I don't want to see you pouting, but still, you showing me something right now. At right, at, at right guard, and I think the fear is right. Like, he wants to play tackle. Hey, bro, because tackle is going to get you the most money. But hey, bro, you look like you belong at guard. Bear down for H-Town is an interesting question. Said, Pat, question for you. From what you've seen so far on the moves or lack of moves, do you think Pose has a certain bias towards players from the last regime? Of course he does. I think most new Most GM new GMs do. That's, that's a, not new. Yeah. Most new GMs come in and they, they clear out the players that aren't that good or they clear out the players that they don't want. Um... The, to have their contracts hanging overhead. And I'll say this, right? Like most of the time, right? You give it up for nothing. I think in this situation, Ryan Poles did a really good job of moving pieces around and getting a lot back. Now, listen, all Bears fan, all every Bears fan in the world that had the same gripe going into the draft, had the same gripe going into free agency. The Bears need to get wide receivers. Still need to get wide receivers. It's, it's a fact. You still need to go out and you need to get wide receivers. But that's something to me that is doable. If you come into this season and you were saying the Bears were going to the Super Bowl, okay, and you, you were smoking something real good. I'd give you one better. He should have went and signed some of those veteran receivers. That's what I he, – he needed to get more veteran. And not just – I know you can say, well, Pringle's a veteran receiver. 
Yeah, no, I know what yeah. you're saying. A number you know, one. You know what I'm saying. So, like, I, I, I can't really... I, I can't fault him for the moves he made because I know we've had some limitations, but we did have enough money to make at least one of those moves. Yeah. For a I, well, here's he the did. thing, right? You also have to have them come here. And I think that's what the Bears are trying to figure out. That This right here is the Bears bringing, or the Bulls bringing in Nikola Vucevic to show that we're going to try and be competitive game in and game out Good, wait, and look wait, wait, better. Wait. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt. Run that back one more time. This is this is the this season is the equivalent of the Bears bringing in Nikola Vucevic. What I mean is the Bears are going to try to look as competitive as possible. They're going to try and be as competitive as possible. But at the end of the day, you're trying to set up your building blocks for your future. What was your building block in Chicago? Your building okay. block ain't Vucevic. I get that one. Your building block that. is Zach. I thought you were saying like they brought in somebody who will be like the equivalent of I'm like, who's that person? Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? You could say that if you talk about having a starting center. Having a starting center is pretty important. I will say this pretty going back, important. going back and looking at the tape. While I will say the offensive lines pass pro wasn't as bad as uh, as many would say. If you look at the tape. Sam must ain't good. He just ain't. He's just not good. He's mediocre. He's okay in run pro. But for the most part, Sam Musfer is pretty mediocre. And so no matter what you say, if you go out and you get a starting center and Lucas Patrick is able to play versus the Packers, that that could be something that changes because it's about making Justin Fields comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if you have your starting center in there and he's not getting bowled over, Justin Fields is probably a little more comfortable. Now, I'm not saying that the Bears don't need wide receivers moving forward. I'm not saying that the Bears don't need to bring in some wide receiver help here. But what I'm saying is, what's the position that's most important? And I'll say this, right? Let me ask you this. When you look around the league this season, don't it look like a lot of these offenses are having a harder time without that offensive line in front of them? Everybody was praising. They went and got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow is getting Jamar chased right now. (laughs) Hey, bro, listen, Joe looks scared. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, um, Pat Mahomes, not having a Pat Mahomes like season yet because he's I running the other direction. One, well, listen, about- look, game, game one was real nice, but also when he went against, here's the thing, he's got to go against that defense he played in week two one more time, and he's got two other defenses in that division that are really freaking good. I mean. At least they're getting to the quarterback. Hey, I get you. But my man threw for seven TDs already. No, no. I'm not saying here's here's what I'm saying though. No, I know what you're he's saying. Running, just, he's running, he's running the you, other direction. You know but, I'm playing the troll, bro, but, but, right but, now. But the same thing, right? The same thing on the other side for listen, that whole game was them mugs running the other way. Yeah. <laughs> that whole Chargers Chiefs game, I was like, wow. There's no protection. They look scared. They look like they run it. Now, at the end of the day, right, you got you got some of the best in the world out there. They make a couple of plays. They dot that mug up. You're doing great. By the way, shout out to Justin Herbert, keeping no-kill Phil's legacy alive at the one-yard line, man. But, I mean, hey, at the end of the day. He did bounce back, though. <laughs> hey, he had a nice little bounce back. <laughs> hey, well, no, that was that's pretty much the, cha- the, the difference in the game right there. That I mean, it was the, the difference, one. but he had a little bounce back. Uh, I, I just, I just, uh, uh, um, I just look at right a lot of these teams that have gone with the philosophy of we don't need an offensive line 
and it just don't look the same after these defensive lines have somewhat adjusted to saying, oh, you don't need tackles? Okay, we'll see y'all. Like, I think, I think, here's the thing. I think Joe Burrow making the Super Bowl last season was an anomaly. put so much tape for these defensive teams to look yeah. at and just be like, yeah, bro, like they got no tackles. Like, why are we not doing this? Defensive Absolutely. coordinators all offseason have been sitting in there trying to figure out, okay, how do we stop this? How do we make this move? How do we change this thing? All offseason. I, I will say this. It's lightning in a bottle. Real it, lightning in a bottle. They may not. They may, Here's the thing. I'm not saying that Joe Burrow will never get back to the Super Bowl. But Dan Marino didn't make it back. I, I, that you know my take. I said my take yesterday. Dan Marino, and that was a great take because Dan Marino's is still heralded as one of the most talented, if not the most talented QB. And if you look at what he did, he was Patrick Mahomes in the eighties. Yeah. That's a hard take right there. <laughs> That's a really hard take. He was Bro, Patrick man, Mahomes, especially in the eighties, because eighties offense. You go look at some eighties offense; they don't look good, bro. <laughs> For him to have five thousand yards at that time, unfreaking heard of. Here's, like talk about pioneering the game. Yeah. So at this point, you know, I, I have, I'm happy to see that they. I don't mind them valuing going to get that receiver. I really don't. I have a problem with whoever decided to get these players in there now to so-called protect them and didn't have to give them any pregame or preseason snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and and that's what it comes down to, though, right? Like, even why did they lose the Super Bowl? Like, you you won as many games you want, but one tackle. Because Jamar Chase cooked Jalen Ramsey. Burnt him. Burrow didn't have time. How many times? We, eventually, the lightning runs out. And I think that's what we saw. Listen, I'd rather make a Super Bowl, but eventually the lightning runs out, right? So I think for me, right, like I, I look at this in the sense of whether you feel like it's backwards or not, I know what Justin Fields needs to be a good quarterback, and it's the thing that they never gave Mitch. And if we're going to say, right, if there's if there's anybody out the there that, that had... never gave Mitch? If there's, any, if there's anybody out there that feels like Mitch was given a raw deal. The rawest thing about his deal was that Ryan, Ryan Pace didn't go get him protection. He got him a receiver. Got him multiple receivers. I got to be able to get it to him. He didn't get a protection. I got to at least be able to pretend like I threw it to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you still have to have that time. You still have to be able to make those plays. And and it's about, and especially in Nagy's system, right? Like, I think I think that's the biggest thing for me, right? Where Nagy and Pace were, uh, what was they word? They were, man, I've really put them out of my mind. I can't even think of what they used to say. We were, we're. Um, that means you weren't supposed to remember. Man, no, it was something they always said. Collaborating? We're, we're uh, 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 it's a good collaborate or something like that. Something they used to say, which meant they went lockstep, right? Nobody mm. looked at that offensive line and was like, hey, we got to improve that. <laughs> you went out and got receivers. But you couldn't keep the kid upright. That's going to be an issue. The only problem I have with anything related to Justin Fields is we've seen QBs with less talent than him etch out more in similar situations. You got to get I think you got to give him the opportunity. I think you could see Justin 
have a game similar to what Davis Mills had versus the Colts similar to, well, I mean, technically we saw that game, but similar to right. Like what some of these other young quarterbacks have gone through, but these other young quarterbacks have had the opportunity to screw up. I'm going to give you one that I hate to even admit because he's going to hold it over me. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a decent quarterback. I wouldn't consider him a bridge quarterback. He's a decent quarterback. Well, he decent quarterbacks no are usually your bridge quarterback if a great one comes along. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know the last listen, great. Listen, if they bro. fix everything and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is like, would love to play in New York, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, he has he had wheels, he had no protection, uh, and he had Saquon. Yeah. Now, he did have a couple of targets, a couple of receivers, but he had no time to get it to him. Yeah. So his numbers reflected. But if you just look, if you if you just really looked at it when he had a clean pocket and things like that, really good QB. But I think I think that's I'm not gonna say great. I think that's you the biggest that? key, right? One, Daniel Jones has had the opportunity to absolutely mess up. He's had four years of it. He's had every opportunity to mess up, right? And and Justin's in year two. I think listen, at the end of the day, right, Bears fans calm down. And I do want to get the knowledge question. That's why I left it on the screen here. He said, Pat, does Roquan look like the same player to you? Does trading for him for high picks really affect this team so bad? I think here's the thing that you gotta look at with everybody on the team. Everybody on the team. We are two games into a brand new system. Two games that matter into a brand new system, offense and defense. No matter what we want to say, I'm not going to give a, okay, these guys, these guys can't figure this out until we're a year into this system. (laughs) Now I want to see improvement throughout the entire season. You can't keep showing me what you showed me against green Bay. But I think that the thing that you look at right with a lot of these guys is you also have to give them the opportunity to learn. You have to give them the opportunity to play in this. And Roquan Smith, while he didn't look great versus the Packers, guess what? He has every opportunity he still got to, to mess up, to make plays, to do whatever. You have to give your quarterback that same opportunity. Hey, he didn't look great, but he still got a sack. Yeah. Like, let's let's be honest about this. If he just averaged one sack a game, he's a leg- he, he'd, be a leg- he'd be legendary at his position. Hey, right? Yeah. He still got his... He's Seriously. not on average one second game. What what it, and, and in the, the four three at the will position, you want to see him doing more with uh, uh um mucking up things for the run game, really slowing down the yeah. run game, and then really just playing that kind of strafe role and, and have an opportunity to hit the quarterback for sure. But you really want to see him in that run game kind of like going downhill. I think that's what's going to make Roquan most dangerous. I think it's just unfair to, to have that type of critique on Roquan simply because he was, you know, in contract uh, negotiations yeah, and things yeah. of that nature. Because, and, and he deservedly so, his production really kind of put him in that conversation. He deserved the money he gets somewhere in that realm. Uh, if you're going to deal him, you deal him for those picks or receiver. Which and and I, I think and, and listen, right? I think I think you deal. I think him. you said that before. I we think, should have dealt him for yeah, receiver. Yeah, well, no, I say you deal him for the picks and you go draft your receiver. Here's the thing I know. I don't know about that. Part. Here's the thing I know. How many years Jamar Chase been in the league? Two. Really good receiver last year, wasn't he? Yeah. How many years Justin Jefferson been in the league? Two. Three. Really good receiver yeah. his rookie year though, wasn't he? You can go find them dudes. There's those dudes all over the NFL. 
you don't get you don't get that every every time. Yeah, hey, listen, but you can go find it. I mean, Kyle Pitts was supposed to be the one in in Justin's uh Kyle Pitts. Well, that's tight end, but that's I mean look end. at look at what he was supposed to be. Eh. Listen, listen, Kyle Pitts got Kyle Pitts was nice rookie year. They didn't with, go to him enough. Ryan. Hey, but but uh, Kyle Pitts has nothing. <laughs> Bro, bro, there's nothing down there. Cordell Patterson's playing football by himself. <laughs> but we I didn't feel. even like Cordell Patterson. Like Cordell Patterson look, didn't look as valuable to us as he does in Atlanta. He went down to Atlanta, lost his freaking mind. So, I mean. Hey, eh. you know what's weird about that, too, though? Like, I, I will say this. Like, a lot of Bears fans were upset about that. And I wanted Cordero to come back as well. But at the end of the day. Um, Y'all trashed him when he was here. Who? Bears fans loved Cordero. Man, man, Bears fans was trash. Bears man. fans loved Cordero because Cordero was getting put in every position. And Bears fans love the everyman guy. Bears fans love the what you want me to do, coach. Uh, we need you on defense on this play. You got it, coach. They love that dude. Cordero Patterson was making hits on defense on special teams, killing mugs on defense on special teams. He was running back touchdowns on offense. He was, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, on special teams, on offense. All of a sudden, he became a running back. But what I will say is on offense, right, Cordero wasn't doing what he did in Atlanta here at all. I don't, he I'm, wasn't I'm, doing I'm, what he did. I was waiting Atlanta for you to here. get to it. I'm about to say, oh, that sounds great. No, no, I'm, no, I didn't see that guy. No, the they put dirty. him in the position to do it. Cordero was our running back our last year. Remember, it was him and David Montgomery. He wasn't Man, making them runs like he was he like he was making down runs. in Atlanta here. He <laughs> hey, but so, but the Bears also had a terrible run blocking scheme here. So yeah, yeah, you know, Matt Nagy. Um, the, the one thing I will say is, you know, with all this optimism, year two and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I, I love to see fans make these statements like. We know he can do X, Y, Z. What, what is X, Y, Z? We know he can thread the needle. We know he can do this. We know he can do that. And I'll be honest with you. No, we don't. We we don't know anything yet. We we really don't. The plays we saw him make, every QB with enough time in a broken play and a receiver that knows the, hey, trail off so I can throw it to you. Yeah. You should be able to make. Yeah. And it's not, it's not hate, but it's like, hey, you have to really consider the implications of this because I don't care what nobody says. It's a hundred million, and next year there are more big name quarterbacks that are going to be free agents than receivers. But it, go it, look it up. Here's here's your thing though. At the end of it, right? One, sure. Let's say we go pay a quarterback to come here. Who want to come here? Somebody M's don't like, work. Somebody like Baker. M's don't work. Somebody like Baker. How is Baker doing, by the way? Man, he, he, he's Baker. He literally went down there and he's Baker. Like, like everybody was like, he's gonna, a starting quarterback. He's going to, he's a starting quarterback, but here's the thing. Right. And I, I talked to, uh, uh, when, when I went to the ESPN event or the ESPN live, uh, um, uh, for Carmen and Yurko, right. I asked him, I was like, why is it that now we don't build around? Okay. Guys. And his, own, his answer was just like, because there's more stars coming out at quarterback that people would rather lose. But early 2000s, you would build around okay quarterbacks. That's a fact. You would just build, okay, we're going to make everything better around you because you, man, like Baker Mayfield in the, the early two, Super Bowl Baker Mayfield in the early 2000s, 
I, I could see them building around. I would have seen the Brown. You would have seen the Browns building around him. Now you get to where we are now. Hey, listen, unless Deshaun Watson comes available. <laughs> unless Deshaun Watson comes available. You know what I mean? But I, I think that that's, that's the thing, right? Like, we're just in a different era of sports. There's a new quarterback that comes out every day. Hey, listen, we made the prediction yesterday, right? I think Joel said Malik Willis would come out week eight. Malik Willis was out last night. Yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I I am not a huge Baker fan. I'm not gonna sit there and die on no heel for Baker. It's Baker. Whatever. He don't he don't wear Bears jersey. Yeah. But I I will say this. He's a lot better than people give him credit for. And considering the whole story with the Browns, I give him that. The only thing I don't give him for is missing Odell Beckham wide open. Intentionally. I don't I, know what his beef was. Hey, I, I I think that here's the thing. At the end of he the day, clear beef with that man. That man a, was doing jumping jacks. <laughs> hey, he's a decent quarterback. I'm never gonna say he's a terrible quarterback. He belongs in the NFL. I know you see me. <laughs> no, hey, hey. <laughs> I know you see. I you think, see this hand? I think the wild part is that you were overthrowing him like he was six five, but like Odell's legitimately your height. He's five nine. Odell's legitimately your height. Like. Why why were you overthrowing him so high? <laughs> Which is weird. It goes to show you how much we just need to get in shape because he looks taller than me. <laughs> he walks in, chest all out, and stuff hey, like bro, that. Nah, nah. You know, you know what it is? This is this is what it is at the end what of the day. The angle with the camera. No, it's the angle of the camera. It's the <laughs> angle of the camera, but also you look big on a TV screen with other guys that are similar size to you so what i mean by that right i did the live call of the WNBA this year you couldn't tell me none of them chicks wasn't seven foot a couple of them are nah nobody that was on the court for the sky or for the uh or for the tall, tallest chick on the court six nine right john quell jones is six 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 seven candace parker is six five is she really? Bro, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you watch it, Maybe it's like... she would wear heels. No, she don't wear heels. No. She do. If she oh, on TNT yeah, or something like that, she will. But, like, I, I think, right, like, you see a lot of those guys, and you look at a lot of those guys, and you're just like, bro, like, he's a monster. Look at him on the... Like, Aaron Donald is 6'1". Think about that. Aaron Donald is undersized. He's a monster, but he's undersized. Do you know how big that man is? He, and he's only a little bit taller than me. Like he literally is. a little an inch. What is he like? Three hundred pounds? Muscle? Yeah, no, he no, he's a monster. That, that way, he's a monster, bro. <laughs> that's a scary thought, right bro, there, bro. That's what I'm saying. Also, it, it just tells me that if we really wanted to, we probably could get to that point. You gotta be, you gotta be ridiculous on that, little Roy's, little Roy's in my little Roy's. We get there. I'm hitting the gym because I'm I'm gonna do something. I'm not gonna do the dad bod no more. I got it. Hey, listen, the COVID I, bod is over. I'm gonna call it COVID bod. The COVID bod. <laughs> I'm not bot. getting rid of the COVID bod till COVID is actually over. <laughs> Biden said it was over. It's over. Biden said, Byron it, was said over. it was over. Byron <laughs> said it was over. Byron. Steve-O says was Odell over. is six foot. I don't think Odell's six foot, my boy. Even if he was six. No, I don't have him listed. Odell six is six foot? foot? With cleats on, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hey, you know what, though? Here's my thing as well. Odell at 5'11". 5'11". Here's my thing as well, right? When you when you look at a guy like Odell, 
um when mugs say stuff like that like well he he he's six one with cleats like, well he ain't playing in his socks out there <laughs> so he's six one you know what i mean like <laughs> Bro, that was the dumbest thing to me ever when the NBA did that. They was like, they was like, we gonna start measuring them without their shoes. He 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 playing barefoot out there. Like <laughs> Zach Levine's six five, but he's six two in shoes without they shoes. Did. They did say Derrick Rose was six three, and I was like, mm. hey, listen, hey, look, they're right, exactly. But guess what? And them uh, and them roses, he might be six three. <laughs> Probably all not them- though, because those didn't give you that much lift. Yeah, but you got to think about all the rapping and all that stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. The, the PE version is different than the version we get. So, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It's um, just funny. It's just, it's it's a, I've always looked at that and been like, bro, like it's really just relative to where you are or or what size or how or how big the guys around you are, right? Because when you see Derrick Henry, like think about that, right? Derrick Henry 6'5", six, 6'4", six, something like that. And you visibly can see that's a giant man. Derrick Henry is 6'5"? Now, he, I thought, was like 6'2". How tall is Derrick Henry? If he's 6'5", then he's... That's like... I might be really overestimating that one. Yeah, I think... I might be really overestimating that. He's 6'3", bro. I'm not that that far off. I'm not that far off, bro. That's two inches, bro. Two inches mean a lot in some areas, but I mean, come on now. You gotta relax. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta relax, my boy. Um... Ooh, I'm trying to see him stand next to somebody, but I mean, hey, because every time you see him, he's in a he's in a freaking helmet going like this, yeah. hitting somebody, killing so, I mean, somebody. He's already he's already hunched over. Hundred uh, percent. All that being said, I think we've done a great job covering this. But oh yeah, oh yeah. I, at this point, at this point, we just having fun ch- chopping it up with the fans and breaking oh, it. <laughs> I will say this: I hope that Justin turns into the QB we hope he turns into. But <laughs> I'm also preparing to, to preparing if he doesn't. Yeah. I have to I have to have that possibility there and I have to also consider the fact that part of that hundred million or whatever we got available could very well be used for Baker because Baker is a better quarterback right now. I, I think the thing is too, right? Like even when Baker went through his growing pains, right? Baker got the throw. He got the throw. I think I think that's the only the main adjustment that I want to see going into this is you have to and listen, like don't over adjust either, right? Like I think I think Here's the one thing that I know college football coaches will do. And Matt did this for Mitch. We'll protect you until there's a game where we know you can kill them. What I mean by that, Matt would give little uh, 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 for for, um, Mitch, he would give little, little bitty things. He wouldn't give them too much. Until he knew Mitch was going up man to man. Because he knows Mitch can beat man to man. Mitch's struggle is the zone. Mitch can't read a zone to save his life. Apparently neither can Fields. We'll see. Listen, I, I would love to hey, I would love to know. <laughs> I, I, I would really love to know. <laughs> I need more than 11 plays to know, but I would love to know. But like when when he would go up against man to man, Matt would just be like sling it. Mm-hmm. put it down the field because he knows in the court of public opinions, that game is going to hold water. That game will keep you in the NFL for longer. I have to ask this. And this is just throwing it out there. What if he never gets cut loose the way we think he is? What does that really say about him 
And even what does it say potentially about Nagy? Because Nagy on his way out was reported saying the main problem with that kid is he holds the ball too long. He can't read defense. It doesn't mean he's wrong. Here's the thing, right? Matt Nagy can be wrong in a lot of things. It doesn't mean he's wrong in everything. He's just wrong in things that matter. I mean, that kind of matters. That It does matter, right? But here's the thing. You know what matters more? Hey, Matt, you didn't adjust off of that. You had him drop yeah, back. You off. had him drop back to throw passes 22 times, and you didn't adjust the run or the pass blocking scheme to help him out. You didn't go into a max protect at all. You didn't tell the kid that he could audible into a max protect to save his life versus one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. You threw him out there in his first start to die, and it, and it feels like you did it on purpose because you wanted to prove your point that he's not ready. It felt criminal. So there's a lot of things. Listen, Matt, Matt is right. He was right. Justin Fields holds the ball too long. Sometimes he doesn't take that shot. That's something that comfort can change. We've seen Justin comfortable. Guess what? When Justin's comfortable, Justin has no problem slinging that mug. But that doesn't change the fact that you were wrong about how many times you needed to throw the ball. That doesn't change the fact. I'll tell you what, David Montgomery proved you wrong in one game and you didn't go back to him. That's, that's the real. one thing. That's the one thing I will say that has been a mainstay throughout the last two years. We knew our run game was cold last season. We knew we could and run. Now we finally got someone who's like, hey, we about to run it. Yeah. And it's cold. And so I have to give credit where credit is due. The main thing with the QB though. It's been it's been up and down. Everybody can't be wrong. It's wow. a whole you got to think about it. it's a whole new regime, and if you have the same issues, well, I done flipped out everybody for you, baby. What you want me to do? Well, I think here's the thing, right? You also have to allow the learning experience to happen. This year's a learning experience. If we get to December and Justin Fields looks the exact same, yeah, we got some. All right, now now I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, he's not getting better. You're not learning anything. And and listen, that was my problem with Mitch. My problem with Mitch was never that I would watch Mitch do something and he would make mistakes throughout a game. All quarterbacks make mistakes, and a lot of times they get lucky. Tom Brady made a ton of mistakes. He got lucky in that uh, in that Saints game. Jameis yeah, Winston, hey, hey, listen, hey, listen, Jameis Winston didn't get so lucky, right? My problem with Mitch is I would see Mitch make a mistake on a drive and on the very next drive, he'd make the same mistake. <laughs> like that's to me, that's the thing that I look at and I'm like, okay, like, like, listen, if we go into next week and Equinamia St. Brown is streaking down the sidelines and Justin Fields doesn't throw that mug. I'm going to have some questions. I'm going to have some issues, just like I have issues this week, but I'm going to have some real issues because I'm going to look at you and I'm going to be like, okay, you saw this play last week. You saw that it could work and you still didn't pull the trigger. All I got to say Now you've is... seen it two weeks in a row and you're not pulling the trigger. That's when I have my concerns. When I start to see mistakes two, three weeks in a row or or you're making uh, uh, <laughs> like grade school mistakes like the, the the I'll never I'll never forget Jimmy Graham face when Mitch threw that pick <laughs> that got him bitch Jimmy Graham just looked at him like who you threw Wait, it's nothing there it's nothing there hey as much hate as because uh, y'all love to hate y'all hate on Mitch I love it I love it as much hate hey, you was just off Mitch him. yesterday you were just off of him I'm not when I say I'm off of him this is what I actually mean 
Oh, I mean that I'm not going to ride for him as hard as I am because I'm 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 trying to shift into really embracing what Fields can be. Yeah. I really am, and it 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 make it does us no good even on the show. I, I guess it's a running joke, I guess. But for me to be riding hard for Mitch, and it's like, hey, Mitch is having his opportunity. Is he doing something with it? Maybe, maybe not. He's not. <laughs> well, he, he is not. And one thing I will say is the Bengals did a good job on him. He played and the better. Bengals have done a pretty decent job. He played job better against the Bengals than he did in week two. Yeah. What I again, the Bengals have done a good job defensively. What, what did the Patriots do? Offensively. What did the Patriots do? Mitch needed to put up two touchdowns. I also think that it's still Bill. I don't care. Hey, it wasn't still Bill in week one. Bill was looking bad in week one. <laughs> Bill has hey, Bill has some games even with Tom that look bad. Hey, not he defensively. <laughs> He does. Not even offensively like that. But here, I'll leave with this. That we can either shift or we can call it a day. Yeah. Mitch in both his first and last uh, season with us, when both seasons he was getting pushed and pulled in and out of the lineup, still through for more touchdowns, to him, yards, touchdowns, and less INTs than Justin Fields. 100%. 100%. But he's and also... You can sit there and say, he, hey, he, He's also in year two. Like, like, I think that's the thing, right? Like, we can we can sit there and look at these numbers all we want, but he's it's his second year, and seven it's games. and it's not even his second year. Seven games. That's all I gotta say. Seven games. It's not even his second seven games. What seven games? Not under Matt Nagy, though. Seven games. Hey, not under Matt Nagy. <laughs> Two thousand yards. <laughs> Not under Matt Nagy. <laughs> My man had 13, 12, 12. He had 12. Not under Matt Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, with that being said, who, what is your prediction for? Uh, we talked about it. You didn't give a prediction. Let's end up on a prediction, though. Um, I got the Bears winning. I don't know. I don't know how the, the teams are going to shape out right score wise. Um, but I do have the Bears winning this game i think this is going to be a game that and here's the thing right it's week by week with bears fans we know this we've been doing this for three years now together you know chicago fans live and die on every single play game by game sometimes i think this is going to be the game that like all the slander that's on twitter right now for justin fields will be shifted on the other side of sunday because i think you're going to see Justin going up against a defense that he's been practicing against that is coached very similar to what Lovey's doing. And you're going to see them basically say, sling it because there's going to be a, a attempt to overcorrect. He threw 11. You'll probably see him throw 28 passes. I'm going to go the opposite direction simply because I just have this really eerie feeling about it. Uh, it's a must win for Luke and Justin. Because if they don't, and the reason I say that is because it's the Texan. We're doing must wins in week three. Yeah, we do, we're doing a must. It, not must win. He he has to look good. He's got to look can lose. He's he can throw a pick to lose. He's got to look better. But he has to have had the opportunity to throw. He yeah. has to have strung some things together. It has to look better. And so it's a high pressured game because the fans are already turning. And what did I tell you last year? No, I get you, but what? It, let's just let's just keep it a buck. I told you this last year. If the fans turn on you in Chicago, it's going to be a long career. 
or a long year because you may not be here after the season. It's a very, very rough time. I doubt it, right? Because, I mean, here's the thing. The fans turned on Jake Cutler the second he was here. They were, the fans have been split on Jake Cutler since the day he showed up in Chicago. There's half of the fan base that says he was going to be a great quarterback if you protected him. There's half of the fan base that says he gave up on you in an NFC championship game. I was the first one because I saw that man run for his life and then die a couple times. And everybody, everybody was like, he should have still played. I was like, did you not just see that man get sacked? Four times in a row? Like, what yeah. are we talking about here? No, nah, I was one of those those people. Yeah. I remember that. So I remember I, the newspaper clipping when he came here. Oh, bro. That's how long it, ago. It was bro. literally, it, it was literally the Bears finally got a quarterback. They had him coming in, our John Elway. I remember that. Hey, listen. It it's gonna That's be one, tough. It's that gonna tough. it's gonna be one of those things, and and it's always been one of those things. Football is a week by week thing and that's why being and doing trying to be an analyst on it is hard because like i want to still be a bears fan but it's so hard to be a bears fan because like mugs will turn on you week by week bro like literally like darnell mooney has had two awful weeks he just hasn't been used in the in the offensive scheme they haven't thrown the ball enough to even get him involved in the offensive scheme and mugs went from he's going to be a great wide receiver this season to he has no shot at even being on his team moving forward and if he has a hundred yard game with a tutty this week they're going to be right back it's good that's, that's why i say like football such a week-to-week like emotional game to me you know the funny thing is I look to I listen to a lot of those talking heads, and the one thing I've noticed is I actually agree with the underlying tone of some of their takes. I think they're just trying to really get that clickbait um sound that sound bite up because in all actuality, a lot of them have said this, and you've said this. Mooney may not be your number one guy, but he can thrive in a in a system that can place him with someone next to him. And that's kind of what happened. People thought A-Rod was the guy Mooney showed uh, showed up. He was shining. And you mentioned that last season. Yeah, yeah. And that may very well be true. Right? Like Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is that type of... He's not your number one, but he can do some stuff if you put him in the right system. And it's like, that's Mooney. That's actually probably I, I, not a bad I, I analogy think, if I, I think about it. I think you just got to give him a shot. I can't yeah. evaluate Mooney on two, four targets in two weeks. I can't I can't do that either. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I I I you gotta give them a shot. It's the same thing. No matter what the target you say, and the one thing that I'll say a lot about Cole Komet, right? Bears fans want Cole Komet to be George Kittle or Gronk. And I think he does have the talent to be that, but Cole Komet's a really good blocker. And so they're gonna use Cole Komet to help protect Justin. Do me a favor. Say the two names you just you just named again. Cole Komet. And who? Oh, that Bears fans want him to be George Kittle or Gronk. Yeah, they they. Well, what I mean by that is they want him oh, to be. You're not wrong. No, they want him. They want him to be somebody that's involved in the. Listen, Bears fans want him to be Greg Olson. They want him to be more of a pass catching tight end. But at the end of the day, even with what you, you just said with Greg him. Olson, even what you said, you named. Isn't isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Who? Greg Olson. No, no, he's not in the Hall. Greg of Fame. Olson ain't going to the Hall. Greg Olson was good. Hey, look, look at Ralph. Look at Ralph. Cutler was a bum. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, yeah Ralph. No, that's, that's, not that's true. what I'm saying. Listen, that's not true. But if you go into a bar and you ask about Jay Cutler, a bar in Chicago, and you ask about Jay Cutler, you know what you're going to get? It is divided. 50% of the people are going to say Jay was great. 
50% of the people are going to say Jay sucked. Welcome to the, welcome to being a fan. Oh man, that's so true. That's so true. Welcome to being a fan. Bro, we did it with bull season. You, I'll tell you this, at least in football, I can get it right. Because if you lose, you got to deal with that for a week. Like a loss in football hurts because you got to deal with that loss for a week. It'll eat at you. <laughs> in basketball, we like all these ago. games. And these mugs be turning on players week by week. Remember, remember every three weeks, Vooch was great. Oh, it's you for sure. <laughs> every three weeks, though, Vooch was great. You know I only what? turned on one player, two. <laughs> I only turned on two players. My eye test showed me that you weren't the guy. All right, that's all I'm saying. You hey. weren't the guy. Hey, listen. You're not top ten listen. in the NBA draft. But, I don't know who took you that high or why. But 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 what I, but what I'm saying anyway. is, it's it's a game by game thing. No matter what the fan is, like it's he's a, trying it's, to not hey, he's trying not to let me go into it because he know I want to sit there and get that off. No, nah, listen, hey, listen, you can kill P. Will all you want. I think P. Will's going. to talk about P. Will. Oh, Kobe White. Yeah, Kobe White wasn't the guy though. I really want to see. I really want to see what the off season's going to do for him. I really want to see that because you don't get to work on stuff during the season. So I really want to see like what and 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 listen, he's working on the one thing that I said you got to work on ball handling. Ball handling. He's been working on ball handling all off season. I've seen him do ball handling drills. Ball. I ain't seen him shoot that much. I've just seen him do ball handling drills. Might want to go ahead and uh, might want to practice that too. Practice that too. I would assume he did. But hey, man, hey, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Another one. Another one. Cutler wasn't great, just never had more than 1.5 seconds to make a decision. Can never be great that way. And you want to know what the and, – and he's not wrong, right? But here's not the saddest wrong. part. Best quarterback in Bears history. That's a fact. Best quarterback in Bears history. That's a fact. Hate him, love him, whatever you want it to be. That's your best quarterback in NFL history for the Chicago Bears. Second best, Sid Luckman. All right, let's uh... – Get that man a statue. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. You, you had one. You had one job. Man. <laughs> uh, don't let the Packers get into the playoffs. <laughs> you could have went to the Super Bowl that year. They could have went to the bowl that year. You just got. You can't let the Packers get into the playoffs. I like smoking Jay. I like Jay. Oh, you think you got it? You think you got it? I'm coming right back to you. Pick off. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Eight picks, bro. Eight picks. Hey, pick Eight again. picks, bro. It's like, I know he about to do. Pick them again. Bro, bro, what how many picks does Buddy have? He has like, I think he has eleven career picks. I think seven of them are against Jay. <laughs> Jay, Jay wanted that challenge so hey, bad. Bro. He lost every single hey, time. Jay lost every single time. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us as always. If you haven't done so, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We'll be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. We'll also be dropping some videos throughout the day. Also, if you missed any of the content that we dropped today, make sure to check that out over on the, uh, the Breeze page on YouTube. So just click on that Breeze icon and go check out some of the videos that we dropped today. Appreciate y'all for showing love. If you were listening on the podcast yeah. side drop five stars man we ain't got a five star review in a minute man drop five drop stars five for your boy drop drop five on them boys <laughs> hey, that's a good <laughs> drop right there i like that drop five on them but hey man as always for the pettiest man alive it's your boy path the designer back at it again y'all stay safe out there chicago